Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. You're getting two episodes for the price of one this wow, week. Wow, wow. Bargain, bargain deal. It, you know it's a big deal because guess who's joining me yeah, today? Yeah, back Marshall from the dead. Marshall Yep, yep. Only when Russell Westbrook is playing good basketball is when I'll hop on this podcast or when the Broncos pass on a quarterback. We'll yeah. get into that later. <laughs> well, yeah, let's start with Russell Westbrook here first. You know, it's funny. Quiet all season. Then all of a sudden he pulls out a 20-20 and 20 game assist and rebounds. And then Marshall comes crawling out of the woodwork. <laughs> I will say, though, Russell Westbrook is playing pretty damn good. Yeah. I, they, he's got the Wizards firing on all cylinders. They look like a competent basketball team. They do. And what do. really pisses me off is Daniel Gafford, who the Bulls traded. And I always liked Daniel Gafford. I thought he had some talent. Was he going to be like a great starter? No. But he's getting a lot of playing time with the Wizards. And Russell Westbrook has kind of unlocked some ta- Like He has made Daniel Gafford better. Like he looks yeah. like a competent basketball player yeah. out there. It's like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, no, it, it's it's really it's really impressive. I mean, yesterday they lost to uh, the Bucks. Very close game. Um, it was it was it was really it was a really fun game. You know, end to end, really good stuff. I mean, Ru- Russ drops 29, uh, 29 points, seventeen assists, twelve rebounds, and then Bradley Beal has forty two uh, points. I mean. It, yeah, no, man. The Wizards are doing something like really good right now. Where they, they, the way you know that they're playing well is that they're playing these like the Cavs and like the lower bottom feeders of the East, and they're like blowing them out. Like it's not like they played the Pacers. Who was that? That was a huge win. I mean, yeah, he drops what twenty some assists, twenty some rebounds in a game where the Wizards were half a game back from the Pacers in the standings, and then they beat them by like fifteen, and then they jumped them. Uh, so they got up a seed. Um, so yeah, I mean they're playing really impressive basketball. Uh, it's awesome to see. And I mean Russell Westbrook, man, like you know, love him or hate him, I've always been, I've always been, uh, you know, a, a strong advocate for Russell Westbrook. And he had some tough looks earlier when he was playing injured. And there's a couple guys out with COVID, and like they, you know, they didn't have a strong center presence until G- Daniel Gafford showed up. But like what he's doing right now is is. It's history. It really is. I mean, he's going to pass up Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. If you pass up Wilt Chamberlain in any statistical category, I don't care what it is, that is extremely impressive. Um, and, you know, just, I mean, he, he's playing He's playing his heart out. Uh, I think he's going to be, I think, I was talking about this with Kevin Long, actually, yesterday, but top three, top point guards of all time, I think he's uh, number three. Who you have, so who's, your, done, who's your top? I think that when it's all said and done, um, Steph Curry would be the best point guard to play in the NBA. Over uh, Magic. Over Magic, who would be second. And then what? And then Westbrook. I think you can make a strong case for a Chris Paul, depending on what the Suns do, because um, he's doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Um, they're playing really well too. Um, but yeah. So I will say this for Russell Westbrook, and I've never been a Russell Westbrook fan. Uh, I thought he kind of ran KD out, inefficient shooter, you know. But. He's been growing on me the past couple of years. I think the way he handled the Houston thing yeah. was like when you're reading what the insight was going on, it's like, oh, Russell Westbrook was actually the good guy in this situation. Yeah. He was not yeah, putting Harden, up with Harden, James Harden yeah, shit. Yeah, did not sound and like a great teammate. He was the casualty for it. Goes to the Wizards. Knows he's probably not going to win a ring. Does he bitch or complain? No. Doesn't demand a trade. He just goes out there. He's playing his ass off every night. Yeah. And they had some struggles with this. They very easily could have mailed it in. And now they are sitting in a playoff spot. And th- don't let this team get hot. Because yeah. this is like yeah. the Suns in the bubble last year. 
I would not want to play the Wizards right now. It's not about who you play. It's when you play them. And the Wizards right now yeah. are playing some of the best basketball. Like, they should have won yesterday. It was a flu. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- they they should have won. I mean, it, it came down. It was, And it was cool, too, because the, what happened yesterday is they're down by one, and Daniel Gafford, like, gets a rebound, shoots, rebound, and just couldn't let it go and ended up goes out of bounds off him. And then... The Bucks go down, they shoot, miss, but then Daniel Gafford allows Brooke Lopez to get the rebound and score. But And it's like one of those things where it's like he knew he messed up, and they're like, you know, it's like they, they seem like a competent team who's going to move forward off of a mistake. Like mistakes happen, right. Bucks are a good team, they lose to a good team in a very competitive game, whereas like a lot of teams, that's where it's like, oh, whatever, like, you know, just gonna mail it in. Who cares? But they're like, no, like we can fix this. And I don't know. It just, it just looked like a team that like was competent, knew what they were doing. They had their drive. They had focus. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's really, it's really cool to see. Just because, like, you know, Bradley Beal, like that dude is a bucket machine. Like, and I used to kind of rip on him because, like, I thought he was kind of stat padding. But like, when you watch him play, the ease he has with the game of basketball to score, it is insane. Like him driving. Um, and th- yeah, they got like, I mean, look role players on this team could they be upgraded certainly but uh you know they're playing well um yeah there's a lot of teams right now that are just playing really good i mean uh, yeah i kind of talked about the suns earlier what they're doing is really impressive you could talk about the you know i don't think they're contenders by any mean but the jazz you know what they're doing is really really impressive nuggets after losing jamal murray they're still playing really well yep yeah it's been really fun uh and and the playing tournament's gonna make it all very exciting soon well the but it's interesting you bring up Beal, because that's the other thing I like. Well, Westbrook, if you look at his numbers, averaging 22, basically, 21.9, 22 points a, a game, uh, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. He's averaging a triple-double, quietly, once again. Yeah. Pretty damn impressive. There, did you see the stat that he could drop 0 points, 0 rebounds, and 0 assists every game for the rest of the season and still average a triple-double? Wow. That's pretty yeah. impressive. And e- even more so, watching these past couple games, I've, I've watched a, a few of them that they've played, uh, down the stretch, he is deferring to Bradley Beal. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm getting out of the way because I know a lot of times early in OKC, it would be him fighting Kevin Durant for shots in the fourth quarter. He is like, hey, you can close it. Last shot's all yours. And he takes shots when he has to. He's picking, choosing his spots. There was a very impressive game against the Pelicans where he kind of took the liberty of closing that thing out after Bradley yeah. Beal had a couple opportunities to win. He didn't, and Russ took advantage. So I, I he, the, the kid is growing. I mean, top three all time. I don't know if I'm going to go that far yet. I mean, I think you still have to. You, yeah. you need to win a little bit more in the playoffs. Uh, hey, for is me. this going to be? This it doesn't need to be the ring thing, but yeah. like his pl- yeah. overall playoff performances have not been great. Uh, a lot of first round exits in there. A lot of inefficient performances. So if you're going to go top three, I need to see a little bit more. In the I, I will say, I will most. say though that like, I mean, he was he was working with some 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 brutal teams in OKC. I mean, after at when it was him, and then he had Paul George stinkers in the playoffs. Carmelo Anthony. I mean, Carmelo Anthony was playing really well right now, but that was their number three option. I mean, Andre Robertson in there. It was it was kind of brutal. It was kind of brutal. And then you get the Rockets. He's playing hurt. Um, yeah, I un- I understand, and I'm with you. I just think uh, uh, you know it's uh, it's a little it's a little different circumstance, especially especially, and that's the thing is that you know no one was winning except for two basketball teams and a little bit of Kawhi Leonard. So. But regardless. Playing tournament. You a fan or not? Because it didn't seem like anyone had a problem with it. And then LeBron said something. And all of a sudden, people have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, dude, I it's it's. I understand why there could be frustration. Because right now, there are so many games. Already on a shortened season. A lot of teams had COVID issues. 
So I understand where it's like, really, you want to expand the season for this like playing tournament? Like, come on, man. Like, a lot of people are getting injured. I mean, you've seen a lot of teams, I mean, a lot of guys getting hurt, and a lot of guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis and, and James Harden, these teams who are, you know, looking to compete, their guys get hurt, they're resting him because, you know, they know that uh, this, this season's packed. But the tournament itself, it's, I, I don't understand how anyone can knock it. I think it helps everything. It makes the season more interesting because I mean it's not a it's not a it's not a uh, you know a secret that a lot not many people find the regular season of the NBA to be very exciting. No, you know I, what I mean it gets and this is what happened with baseball last year. It gets more teams involved, which I initially was against it, but now you're looking at it and it's like okay, say a team like the Bulls. Usually, if it was just a regular 18 playoff. They're packing it in. You're oh, working for the draft absolutely. pick. Now they're still alive. You got more teams involved. More fan bases are engaged in it. And it makes the games entertaining. And I remember last year's play-in game was one of the more entertaining games of the playoffs between the Grizzlies and Trailblazers. Yeah. Both teams yeah. playing their ass off. It's like a wild card game. Now you know most of those teams are probably going to get waxed in the first round anyway. But it I think fun. it's fun. You get And it's... The, the players, you're getting more postseason exposure. Uh, yeah, which John is good. Morant, these Dame teams Lillard. are getting more revenue. You had the extra chance to watch basketball. Like, teams. so why? I think this is a good thing. I think LeBron really didn't want to play in that playing game so badly. It's just don't get hurt and win some more damn games. I mean, I don't know what he's. Yeah, he's, he's, I, and, and too, if you don't, if you go into the playing tournament and you lose, you're still uh, in the lottery. Yeah. So like it, it's, it, it's, it's not like yeah. It just I mean you you don't you don't we're talking about the Wizards playing really well right now. Without the playing tournament, we're probably not talking about them at all because they mailed it in. They're trying to get a draft pick. Exactly. You know what I mean? But but they're playing well, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I think I think it's fun. I mean, you know, it's it's some of those games that like you're not like you might not watch it, and if you don't watch it, it'll be fine. But like it's something to watch, and I know I will probably tune in. I think we'll have some fun fun times. But yeah, I mean, it's especially with you know I talked about. It. I mean, the the playoffs were really dominated by like the same couple guys the last couple years. And there's a lot more parity now, which is really, really fun. That helps the NBA a lot. Um, but then, yeah, you also get, you know, there's a lot of teams out there with one to two guys that are exciting. The Hornets, you want to watch LaMelo Ball. I don't need to watch the Hornets, but I want to watch LaMelo Ball. Yep. John Moran on the Grizzlies. Uh, you know, you got Dame on the, I mean, Luka right now on the Mavs. The Mavs are not playing super well, but Luka is still very exciting to watch. Uh, so, yeah, getting those teams involved. Uh, I think is a win for everyone. Real quick, talking about rule uh, changes in, in actually, you know what? Before I get into that, who do you have for MVP right now? Because it's kind of oh, an interesting yeah. race. Yeah, this is like it a is weird a very, year. We're like, it is a very interesting race. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like the media spotlight has kind of shifted its focus to kind of Nikolai Jokic and then a little bit of Chris Paul's kind of snuck in there. Um, I think Chris Paul. As I think both of those guys have a really good shot, uh, or, or, or have a really good uh, case, and I think they are deserving. I mean, the Suns, man. The Suns went from last year to, you know, they're just this team that's like kind of has Devin Booker who scores a lot, but like, you know, yeah. they don't really win. Uh, they had a really good, I mean, they won, they were so bad last year that they won every single game in the bubble, but they were their record was still not good enough to make the thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they had Chris Paul, who everyone kind of like left for dead after he left the Rockets and goes to OKC, um, gets them to the playoffs yeah. with a crappy roster. Lou Dort's your second best Yeah, player. exactly. And that was when Lou Dort could not shoot and hit the side of a barn. Like, he was bad, but now he's gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, and then you add in, and then you add Chris Paul to the Suns, and all of a sudden, they're number one seed in the West. 
Yeah. That's impressive. That's, that's all that you is need to know very about. impressive. Um, but, yeah, but then when you get Nikolai Jokic, um, good Nuggets team, lose Jamal Murray. Uh, and, I mean, when you watch the Nuggets play, I mean, th- this dude, he is, he's an enigma, man. Like, the shots that he takes that are just cash, I mean, I think he's playing really well. Um, but, yeah. I think it's a pick your poison between those two. Now, uh, Steph Curry, I appreciate that the people are giving him, like, he, he's showing everyone he can carry a team by himself. Yeah. Uh, which is good. But he's no, in no way the MVP uh, of the league, in my opinion, just like, you know, record-wise. And there's also his turnovers are the highest they've ever been in his career, but uh, no one's talking about that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree. It's probably one of those two. It's funny, too, because Charles Barkley, a couple months back, was like, Chris Paul's my MVP. And he basically got laughed off the set. Yeah. And the thinking about it, it's like, well, I mean, he actually is breaking up. Like, Charles Barkley's a boob of a basketball analyst. <laughs> I mean, he's funny. There's a lot of those but, like, there he, He's there for the entertainment value. Like, I don't take his basketball analysis very seriously. But he was sp- he was actually spot on with that. When he brought some good points, I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know what? This is something to keep in the back of my mind. And now Chris Paul's stats are going, like, they've been better. they got the best team in the yeah. West. I think he's a legit shot. But right now, I think you have to give yeah. it to Jokic uh, just because all he does. Like, yeah. literally, the team's completely running through him. Yeah. Like, Chris Paul's been more of a facilitator out there and he's just very smart IQ wise but um, like Devin Booker's helping out a lot and you got yeah. DeAndre Aiden I think, kind of I think my two last points is Chris Paul I think what's really impressive um, and this has gotten a little more media spotlight as we've gone on but I mean media spotlight when it comes to the MVP race is never really quite accurate right. um, but uh, the way he's he has so many assists every game. Like, he's doing really well. And his turnovers are, like, zero. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's cr- like that that type of facility. Because, you know, you know that's that's the thing about, like, the Steph Curry's and the Russell Westbrook's. They're putting up a lot of uh, really good stat lines. And they and obviously, with their high those high-caliber players, there's going to be less turnovers. Um, but they're still there. And for Chris Paul to just have literally zero is, like, yeah, that's I, crazy. We did a game. Me and uh, my brother uh, did a game on Color Cast earlier this month. And it was or, or last, last month. Uh, two, who gives a shit? Two years, or two two months ago, uh, earlier in the season, uh, at some point, at some point, they're playing the Bulls, uh, and it was a game. The Suns came out flat, like through three quarters, they were they they were not the best. Like the Bulls were pl- the better basketball team on on the floor. They they looked they looked flat. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. And the way Chris Paul took over that fourth quarter and kind of uh, was like. The, the the puppet master out there yeah. and, and getting this team back into a spot where they needed to win, just creating, forcing havoc on the defensive end, getting guys to the right spot, yeah. drawing fouls here, getting guys, like way he set up the whole offense was really impressive to watch, just him pick apart the Bulls zone yeah. too in this, that second half uh, and it was like, wow, that Point was God. an impressive, yeah, yeah, that was a ba- that is what a basketball player looks like right yeah. there so and that's um, like and i think that's why i kind of maybe lean towards him because like the value to a team like if they don't have chris paul and they could have a guy who they could put you know like i don't know like a kemba walker or something like that who's going to give you good statistic like box scores but like the value and the impact they have is not something that like you can really see just from like the box scores. yeah but i think just because of the box store thing it's probably gonna go to Jokic. yeah just because like more points, the stuff yeah. that does show up on the stat sheet is a lot more impressive where you're not going to be looking like well chris paul's iq in the box yeah it's, like, it's yeah. not uh but yeah, my my last thing is that like there's been some people who have campaigned for Joel Embiid, but if you like vote for him, I think that that would be the dumbest thing in the world. And it's and I, I the dude has missed so many games, and like people still pine for this man get the MVP. I understand the Sixers are playing well, but he's played like 
Then you gotta pine game. for LeBron James too. If you're gonna yeah. be pining for Joel and B. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally no, agree. It's, um, but yeah, no. But it's been really. F- I I really like this season because like. You know, some of the guys have been, like, a little more, like, absent. The LeBrons, the Kevin Durants, the James Hardens. Uh, I mean, even even Giannis, I mean, people aren't talking about him a ton. Uh, but, so, yeah, it's fun to get some, like, new names in the MVP race. And I think that'd be very fitting uh, to give Chris Paul his flowers to give him the MVP. Because yeah. the last two seasons have shown that, like, he he's, he's like, you know... The, the flops in the playoffs are one thing, but he, he's re, he's a really impressive basketball player. I agree. Uh, I mean, hell, even at the Rockets, if he doesn't get hurt in Game 6, oh, yeah. they win yeah. that series. They, yeah. they, they win that series. That was the difference. Yeah. Um, all right. MLB, really quickly, this is kind of an interesting. And I, I bring this up because I was watching the White Sox yesterday. There was a misinterpretation of the rules. You can hear that rant on the other podcast. I don't get into that again. My <laughs> blood pressure will go up. But... Um, <laughs> You know what? I'm kind of flipped on this. With the new rule change, extra innings, you got a runner at. You start with the runner at second. And at first, I hated it because, uh, like, you know, I think baseball is a great sport. Why would you? Why would you mess with it? But uh, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of. I'm surprised I'm saying this too because we have not. The White Sox have not won an extra inning game. But I, I do kind of like the rule. Like it's growing on me. I think it manufactures some excitement, which you see in college football, which they're overtimes. You see it in hockey with the three-on-three overtime. Uh, It's it's manufacturing excitement. There's a lot more strategy that gets involved. Do you bunt the guy over? Do you pinch hit for this guy? Uh, Who shifts? Yeah. Yeah. So I like that aspect. Even watching the Cubs-Dodgers game like last night, that was threat. You have the runner in scoring positions already. Situational hitting that you got to get into, which I think adds... Situational fielding. Yeah. Which which you saw... But the Cubs, yeah. Do I want... Now, my stipulation with this is I do not want this for the postseason. I think you should do it normal. That that would be bad. But as of the regular season, I'm kind of making a 180 on it. The rule is growing on me. Do you you like it, or you still think it's a gimmick? Because it's kind of uh, a softball rule. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll say uh, you know, k- kudos to the the uh, baseball traditionalist over here to uh, coming around to a new rule change. I won't push my luck, but the DH <laughs> should be in the NL. But we'll talk about that later. That's um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I flip flopped. I mean, the Cubs have that we we won back to back games off this, which which helped. Um, I mean, you, you look at the Cubs last night. We're down by one. Matt Duffy comes up, uh, two outs. I mean, it was like a strikeout and a pop out. Dude's still at second. The Cubs have not done anything, uh, you know, to uh, that deserves uh, praise on the offensive side. Uh, they've just gotten two outs. Couldn't even move the run over to third. Matt Duffy comes up, laces one down the down the middle, and Wilson Contreras got on his horse and scored. You know what I mean? So it's like all we got like one. We got literally a single, and that like. Gave us the tying run. So that's where it's like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of lame. But at the same time, I mean, I saw a tweet... That was basically like I like it if you if the game is still tied with nine innings left like it was in the White Sox uh, Reds it's like hey let's get this show on the road like let's get this moving man yeah uh, we, we, you know I, I don't need and that's where it's like I I distinctly remember being in uh, high school watching the Cubs Yankees game on a school night go like like seventeen innings or something right. it was like nineteen it set a record. And I'm like, and it was it was brutal, dude. I mean, they're running out of pitchers. I mean, you got these random relievers going like two and a half innings, uh, and it's like these guys are gas. And it's like, you know, maybe this rule change is for the better, especially for this long regular season. Um, but uh, I mean, it yeah, it does have some anticlimactic finishes, um, like the one last night where they just moved the guy over to third, and then the sh- and then that uh, in outfielders were so in that like anything to the outfield to the wall was going to score him. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, I've come around to it. I've definitely come. I was kind of in the same position, you know. All right, now let's get to let's get to the main talking point here. We've oh, been yeah, burying yeah. the lead. The Chicago Bears finally got a franchise quarterback. I am so very excited about this. Um, he moved up in the draft. You know, it's funny too. He's going with your Broncos. I remember the first mock draft we had on here. You were down below working on an assignment, and I think I had you guys taking Patrick Sertain. And oh, you're yeah. like, we're not drafting a cornerback. So in the second mock draft, I'm like, well, Marshall's my Broncos insider. And just by reading like all this stuff, this is before they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, too. Yeah. I had them taking Justin Fields down at, at uh, 11 there because I heard they were interested in him. And then what do you know? It turned out that the Chicago Patrick Bears traded enough getting for him, and uh, the Broncos got Patrick Sertain. Although I will say this. I did, I did say, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to do it anyway. I said two weeks beforehand. Watch out, the Bears are trading up for Justin Fields. So, uh, yes, I'm uh, I'm kind of happy that that uh, worked out. Because in our mock draft, we did no trades. That's why I couldn't have the Bears trading up. Oh, but, really? um, yeah, so what do you think of the pick? Do you think I, I was worried the Bears are going to give up too much? I actually think they, they got a pretty fair price on it. Uh, and where you disappointed the Broncos did not draft him. So here's my thing. There's there's a lot to unpack, and I'll I'll try and keep it concise. That's not one of my strengths as a public speaker, but uh, I'll do my best. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Okay, Patrick Sertain. Looking at like the player that we got, it is. I mean, I've I've really turned around after watching it, reading up a little more about him because I was thinking quarterback, 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 quarterback going into this draft. Um, and I think that. Patrick Sertain is a phenomenal addition. I was reading about how he can guard the big guys. J.C. Horn, really good corner. He struggled with large physical receivers. I was surprised Carolina and, went with them first. Like, yes, you guys got yeah. the best corner. The and deal. Patrick Sertain, I was reading, he can play the slot. Obviously, we have corners, but Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan may not be on the Broncos after this season. There's a, there's a decent chance that that happens because, well, regardless. Uh, but he can play the slot, and he can guard the Travis Kelsey, Darren Wallers of the world, who are these bigger guys, um, and that he that's kind of what was his M.O., was a good man coverage guy on larger receivers. So I, I was reading some statistics that they might use in that. That's pure conjecture, but I think if they are going to go with that, I think it's a really good pick. I think that we have invested a lot in our secondary um, which, I mean, Mahomes is not going anywhere. Uh, so despite the fact that we do have starters, we've invested a lot in the secondary. My problem is, is I wanted, I wanted them to at least trade back because I was reading just today that the Bears pretty much offered, like, everyone in, like, the 8 through 12 yeah. range the, the same package. And I would, like, if the Broncos are not sold on Justin Fields, which I'll get to in a minute, like, just trade back with the Bears. I understand they can get Patrick Sertain, but I think there was a lot of quality players, um, you know, backwards of where the Bears got, um, were that we could have gotten, especially because a lot of those guys who went later were receivers. Like, the, the Eagles got Devonta Smith. Um, Broncos were not going to draft a receiver, so we could have gotten, you know, um, another player. But, you know, when it comes to Justin Fields, I mean, I, I definitely got caught up in the quarterback craze. I think that this class kind of did an interesting thing where we saw with Mac Jones. And I think that we could have seen with Justin Fields where the new names, quarterbacks, super fun, and people are like, ah, like everyone needs a quarterback. Like, I'm going to draft one. The football team is going to yeah. trade up and draft one. The Bears going to draft one. I mean, Trey Lance, you know. Um, and I think that... Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, apparently it was just character concerns for Justin Fields. It was not the tape, yeah. it was the player. Um, so I can't really speculate anything on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is too bad because I think, in conclusion, the Broncos had a very good draft. We hit the spots that we needed to. We got a really good interior O-lineman, um, got a really good corner, got some good safety depth. I mean, we got a, we got a guy who's going to get some reps. Who, we got him in the fifth round. But this draft is going to be defined on what... Justin Fields does with the Bears. Yeah, I and you know I, I think the Bears probably got and ceiling. I think um, Trey Lance has the highest ceiling out of yeah. anyone in this trip. But like it's there's so many unknowns there. I think looking at it, I truly believe that he is the second best quarterback in that draft class. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is number one. But the Bears finally did it right. You got a guy that played at a big program. He's played in pressure games before at Ohio State, big college football town. So he'll be able to handle the media market a lot better than Mitch Trubisky, who was playing at a basketball school. Uh, so I think that helps. Uh, I, I like the fact, like I said, he's played in he's played in big games before. Uh, and I mean, I when we had uh, Kevin uh, uh, Cook on the on the uh, on the show from Northwestern talking about preparing for him, he's tough to bring down. He, well, he won. He's like he's very tough to begin with. He was playing with like broken ribs last year. He's elusive. Uh, we kind of got a dynamic playmaker back there and he's got a big arm so I am I'm very excited about that and also the rest of the draft pretty darn good job I think that lineman we took yeah. in the second round was a late first round talent that, that was, so we that, got to steal that's there. where day two is where like the moves that that's where you get your draft grade from yes that's where you and I think yeah I think the Bears and the Broncos both did a very there's a lot of there's a lot of interior linemen that were that are you can get on day two that can start for your team pretty quickly yeah and I think the bear the Bears short up their own line so they said they're not going to start him. What do you think of this? I decision? think Dalton will start most of the year, and I think by like week seven, when it, the Bears are like, or week week eight, nine, Bears are like four and four. Maggie's starting to feel some heat. Then they put him in. Now I would like I, I'll say this, and I said this in the last one too. I, I want to see Andy Dalton play the majority of the season, just because that means they're winning games, so they don't have to go to him right away. I think the longer you can sit and learn, uh, it it helps you. I mean, eventually you're gonna have to play. Hopefully, he forces the envelope there. But uh, the longer Andy Dalton's in, I mean, it's not what Bears fans want to hear because it's not like the exciting thing. But that's gonna be better for Justin Fields' development because if you're throwing him in there, because like, what I don't want is Justin Fields to have to come in because Andy Dalton stinks, which is what happened with Mike. Glenn and Trubisky, and you throw him in too early, and he's not ready. Uh, that's that could sh- like your confidence could be shot because it's a very mental uh, uh, position. Uh, you, you come in, and you struggle early, then a lot of sometimes people can't recover from that. So that's why I'm interested. Sam Darnold with the Panthers is an example. I'm interested to see what he does because. He doesn't. He wasn't playing with a whole lot of confidence over there with the Jets. You get beat up early, so um, I'll be interested. I mean, I'm excited to watch him play. I think the preseason will be very interesting because you have two guys that will both need reps. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it's it's too bad. I mean, I think that if the Bears, you know, if they were smart, I think that you know, week ten or yeah, so. Yeah, I'd be fine uh, with that. You'll last five. But but you don't have a first round draft pick next year. So that kind of hurts because they could tank and then they could, you know, be kind of where like the Dolphins are at right now. Yeah. Um, although they they did do that via trade, um, but they got their quarterback and they're like, all right, let's get like a Penny Sewell or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but and you got a you got a head coach on the hot seat. Yeah. Who's been on the hot seat for a minute, um, and so he's yeah definitely feeling the heat too. At least performs somewhat adequately, and let's be real, it'll be easier for the Bears to win the division once Aaron Rodgers playing in Denver. Uh, so we will uh, get to that in a sec. One yeah. more thing on Justin Fields, though, and I thought this was very interesting when it came out afterwards. 
And this tells you all you need to know, Aiden Conklin, this is directed at you, about oh. the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Because apparently the Vikings were very interested in Justin Fields. There's talks that they might trade up to try and get Justin Fields. They ultimately didn't, and they ended up drafting Kellen Mond later, later in the draft. Uh, which shows you, they're not completely sold on Kirk Cousins yet. They're kind of... They're looking for the next the next guy up. I, I don't yeah. think he's uh, as elite as some um, people like to I believe. Mean, he's I, a serviceable I, I think, quarterback. I think but, that uh, uh, he's getting paid a lot of money and that they're not going to win very many games, so they might look. They're move. lining up a cheap replacement yeah. for him. But uh, but I think I think I mean I think it'd be very very beneficial for Justin Fields to sit behind Kirk Cousins. I think. Oh, definitely. He'd be in a good situation. Be, and they also there, yeah. they also don't need to. Uh, they don't need to. That's a Put team that's preparing early. for a bounce back year anyway. I would, I think, I, as of right now, with all the Packers yeah. drama, I probably have them as the favorites in that division. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd want to waste a first round pick on Justin Fields when you have your quarterback there. If I was them, yeah. I wouldn't. Make, I just thought it was kind of interesting that that was a team out of left field. I wouldn't yeah. expect to be in on him. That was uh, that was. It. But I will. I will say though. I will say though that like I mean. You know, quarterbacks are very hard to hit on, and I think that is interesting, you know, reading some Broncos analysts, because I'm like, bro, how the bleep did we not draft a quarterback? I do not want to watch Drew Locke play football for us anymore. It's brutal. Teddy Bridgewater, though. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's fine, I guess, and George Payton likes him. A less swaggy version. Yeah, well, he, yeah, I don't know. Teddy Two Gloves, maybe. <laughs> um, but, like... And so I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I can't believe we drafted a corner. We have so many corners. We need a quarterback. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my freaking life. But then you like, okay, you know, the corner is actually a good move. You know, we got, we need, blah, 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 blah. I already talked about it. But a lot of teams uh, passed on Justin Fields. So maybe the character thing is uh, is a concern. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a quarterback that did not draft. I mean, the Panthers... The Panthers, Broncos, I mean, you could even say the Eagles, you can say that the Lions, they're all said, uh, no thanks. I don't see, know. I don't see For all those teams, though, the Lions, you just traded for Jared Goff. I don't see, why would you be lining he's, up his replacement? He's brutal. I mean, Jared Goff, you give him a clean that pocket, was, he that can was, throw. That was not about Jared Goff. That was about we kind of need someone who plays quarterback to play for us, so I guess we'll take him off your hands, but we want your draft. You just traded for him. The Panthers just traded for Sam Darnold, so what would that tell him? You're gonna bring in another guy there once, like I think that would that would make no sense. And that the Broncos made somewhat, but like all those other teams ahead of even the even the Eagles, like you, you, you pissed off Carson Wentz to throw in Jalen Hurts last year. That's your you're going all in on him. I think they want to see what Jalen Hurts can do. It wouldn't make sense to draft another quarterback, and then you're just causing more problems there. So I don't think the character thing I think was way overblown. Um, yeah, and, I don't like, know. Yeah. And you, there's only you take this with a grain of salt, but like I, listening to him speak with the media after the fact, he came on a couple radio shows. I mean, he, I liked what he had to say. I think he said all the right things. Um, I, I never heard any problems at Ohio State with him. Ryan Day seemed to like him. He called him a generational talent before, like before last season. So um, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about that. I think yeah. the, the fact that he was playing through all those injuries, like you could see in the playoff game against Clemson, clearly hurt. Probably shouldn't have been in there. He looked like he was in a lot of pain, and he comes out there and he throws a touchdown, and he's got this big uh, brace on. I mean, that's that's a guy I want leading my football team, so I'm not too worried about the whole character uh, thing. All right, now speaking of character, Aaron Rodgers got a vendetta against the Packers. Smart guy. He knew what he was doing. He waited the year after he got humiliated with Jordan Love being drafted, and he's like, all right, screw you, Packers. I'm announcing to everyone... 
I would no longer like to play here. Apparently, too, it gets better because there's dirt. Uh, he was calling the Beckers GM Jerry Krause yeah, and the team funny. group chat. That was funny. Uh, he was On telling brand meme. He yeah, was telling yeah. free agents, "Do not sign with the I Packers." I thought that was very interesting. I am not playing here. He's like, next "I'm not going to be here." But it's like the Magic Johnson thing. He said, "I'm I'm not going to be here." Which, and according to Pat, Patrick doesn't think they're going to trade him. He thinks that they, there's no way they trade him. He's still got years on his contract. They'll let him sit and stew, which... <laughs> Good luck to Jordan Love, by the way, too. You got him. Yes. By the way, I don't even think he's that great because he wasn't even the backup last year, but it's no fault of his own. He didn't ask to be drafted by the Packers. He gets there in a hostile situation with Aaron Rodgers not helping this guy out. So he's kind of on his own, and now he's going to be thrown into the fire. Hey, you're the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. You're the reason that he (laughs) left, by the way. Have fun. Dude, it's really That's Jordan terrible. Love. That'd be like if a couple like on the brink of a divorce adopted a child. And yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like he just got there. Mom and dad are already fighting. And yeah. he's like, I'm sorry, I literally like I didn't ask to be here and they're like, Hold up, we're gonna get a divorce real quick and it's your fault. He's <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I, I'm I'm happy that you guys trapped in me. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, that's yeah. I it, and I can understand Aaron Rodgers' frustration, I guess, because they didn't tell him. I mean, the Bears told – they had the courtesy to tell Andy Dalton, like, hey, we're probably drafting a quarterback yeah, here. Sorry, The Packers boss. just kind of sprung it on him. And yeah. he's been there for 16 years. He's done a lot for the organization. So maybe if he wants to move on, he wants to move on. But at the same time, like, I get he's upset with the draft picks. I get to get a lot of the defensive players, yada, yada, yada. But there have been some good signings there. They have gone to the NFC Championship two years what in a row. good signings? Adrian Amos was a good signing. Jair Alexander's developed into a nice player. They got some pass rushers. Uh, Has the drafting been bad? Yes. They're drafting a lot of developmental backup running back. Scrub tight end. Yeah, the guy that they drafted this year is a scrub, bro. I mean, he could be fine, but like... It seemed like a reach. Uh, Massive reach. I mean, on the big board, he's like 72. Especially when you're so close, you want to get guys that can play now. But I'm not ready to fire the GM yet either. It's just—it's one of those like I don't See, know. See, here's weird. the thing though. I mean, you're a Bears fan, right? You're very excited. You have Justin Fields. Yes. Everyone's very excited because your quarterbacks have stunk and they've been horrible. Yep. The Packers had Favre and Rodgers back to back. I mean, you got two generational guys, and you get two rings out of it so far. How? How? Okay. If if like there are so many teams who want a good quarterback for like. A decade, please. I mean, like the Kirk, the the Vikings get Kirk Cousins, and they're like, I mean, he can throw for four thousand yards. It's good enough for me. Whereas the Packers, I mean, they 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 got it so good that they went from Favre in his prime, and then they said, oh, next guy up is this Aaron Rodgers dude who's gonna win MVPs. But they only get two rings out of it. I mean, the Packers right now, in my opinion, are like the boyfriend that like cheats on his girlfriend, and the girlfriend dumps him, and he's like, what, what? Like, well, how could you be mad? I mean, they literally, they, they, they don't not draft well. They don't get, they don't get weapons for him. They, 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 they talked about uh, Kumarov or whatever. Aaron Rodgers praises this receiver, saying he's a really good receiver. And the next day, the Packers, what do they do? They cut him. Yeah. And he's on a different team now. I mean, it, I mean, I, I you know, I, I feel for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he, they literally drafted a quarterback, and the next year, he won the MVP. And it's like, I understand, like, 
Maybe you want to draft a quarterback. I mean, the Bucks got Kyle Trask, and the Vikings got Kellen Mond. It's smart to invest in, like, your future quarterback play. But the Vikings need an offensive tackle, and so the first thing they did is draft an offensive tackle, and then they drafted their Dalton guy. I think what Cooney was trying to do, I was heard that it's like Coonfeld or something. I was told to just call him Cooney. That's what everyone in, the Green, Bay, in Green Bay calls him, so I'm a lo- I know the local lingo. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think what he was trying to do is outthink the room where he's like, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the decline. Let's jump ahead yeah. of the curb. We'll get Jordan Love. He gambled, and you know what? That's why they don't call it a free ATM. It's called gambling. He lost the gamble. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP, and now he kind of looks like a jackass. But uh, I can understand. I mean, yeah, and it's, it's like, and and the thing, yeah, and the thing about it too is like, okay, maybe if you guys like drafted weapons for him. Like, it could be better, but... I would be more sympathetic to Aaron Rodgers, though, if he wasn't acting, like, so entitled throughout the whole... Like, if you want to demand a trade, that's fine. I just think the way he's going about it is extremely petty. Like, the timing yeah, of everything. I mean, I, the, the other thing about Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I, think he, I mean, he doesn't talk to his family. I think he's a pretty petty guy yeah, in general. Just, can, and, well, that, that's why it's like... That's why it's like... I, I mean, I think there's, there's a real shot that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not playing for the Packers this year. I think there's real because because of he's he's very petty because also this is not a Deshaun Watson scenario because the Packers theoretically had the replacement lined up and they've had yeah. the replacement lined up they they drafted him what twenty overall in the first round and so like you know the 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 Texans if they you know this is kind of like old news but like if they had traded Deshaun Watson who would play quarterback. Who, who knows? Like, you know, they don't have a backup, whereas the Packers, theoretically, I mean, they have good offensive roles. I mean, theoretically, Jordan Love could walk in there, and if they are good as he thinks he is, on top of probably two to three first-round picks that they're getting in, in return for this guy, that's not, like, the worst situation in the world. I mean, with the trade value, I mean, you're probably going to get... I mean, if you do it with the Broncos, you're probably going to get a, a guy who starts on offense for, or defense, you probably get a Tim Patrick. You could get. Like I that. think you can milk a pass rusher out of him. Would be the price. You get a couple first round picks, and then like an offensive start. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's and and because I mean, this dude is like. I think there's also a good chance that he's like, all right, I don't care, I'll retire. I'll go host Jeopardy. The Jeopardy later. ratings. The two weeks after he was gone, he tank. was really good. He was good for the ratings. Yeah, so he's got his. He's, he's, got his he's got a lot. Of, he, he could probably do some. I mean, he's already made a lot of money, so it's not like he need, oh, he's needs a job. He just, uh, yeah. He's like he's at the Kentucky Derby, hamming it up with his wife. Does he, he doesn't need Green Bay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's like the best part about this is I can finally leave Wisconsin, bro. Oh my goodness, I hate living here. Yeah, from California, only... <laughs> he's from Cal Berkeley, this cool surfer guy, and then he comes in. There's a bunch of fat jackasses wearing the cheese. Yeah, hats he's like, he's there's like, only so much spotted cow like, oh I can drink God, before I get sick of this place. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean. Well, we were we were in Wisconsin. It's some of the drebs of society yeah, are in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough scene. Sorry uh, to Seth and Aiden, but uh, I think that was it's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. And dude, I'm telling you. I mean, what if, if Aaron Rodgers walks onto our roster, we're Super Bowl bound. With that defense and those offensive weapons, it is the best fit. Like, oh yeah, like that's, dude. That's, yeah. I mean, Peyton Manning, man. Peyton Manning was longtime Cole. And within, he goes to two Super Bowls with us, even though people thought he was done. Yeah, I see. It's funny being on the other foot, because I remember this is, I feel like we've switched roles with the Russell Wilson thing. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. All the rumors there. Yeah. I truly is there a chance? I want. I think he's the best fit for the Broncos. I think there is a chance. I think there would be a. If there was a front runner, they would be one. But I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they're. I, I, yeah, I, I think Rodgers is going to. They're going to get into a petty off, and maybe he'll sit the season. That wouldn't surprise me. 
But I don't. They haven't shown any intention of trading him. I feel like the draft he could have been. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of teams though. I mean, the Giants weren't going to trade Odell Beckham Jr. And there's a lot of not of you know yeah. we're not going to. He's our guy. Andy Dalton's our starter. Yeah, a lot of GMs say a lot of different things. That's and then, true. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know the the script flips. But, yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the quarterback be battle between Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, and Aaron Rodgers would be very interesting during training camp. Well, the other, <laughs> the other thing too is that if we did do that, we we could get that we would give them I, what would probably happen what has been theorized is we'd give them Teddy Bridgewater um, which would be like an add-on but he's yeah. like a veteran-ish guy who could you know he could be the backup presence for Jordan Love but uh, yeah Aaron Rodgers and Drew Locke in the same Drew Locke's <laughs> rapping too. doing his like dances and Rodgers like what the so hell are you doing <laughs> <laughs> Drew Locke might just become a towel boy after a little oh bit. he'd be the hype man on the yeah, belt oh, that would be the he's perfect role the dance for moves and Aaron Rodgers like shut up bro trying to You're dap up Farm Miller they're yeah. like get away from me <laughs> but dude I'm telling you man I mean we got a good offensive line I mean this man would be throwing to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, handing off to Melvin Gordon. Plus, oh yeah, we got an insanely deep secondary. Von Miller's back. Bradley Chubb is playing really well. Just went to the Pro Bowl. Good linebackers. Got even a good kicker. And we got a great defensive-minded coach. No, I it's mean, not like the Packers. Though. I mean, everyone's like, oh, poor Aaron Rodgers. They do have Devontae Adams. And then... Well, it was the running back. Williams and... Uh, I'm not blinking. And who's the other receivers? Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard's a solid receiver. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think. I he's think. Than I think. I think if you Tanyan is a good tight end. I think. Uh, and then in the running game, you got. Why am I blanking on his? Uh, Thirty-three Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Who's being grossly overpaid. This guy's good. I don't even know his name. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Jones. He's being I mean, I mean come overpaid. on, bro. They, they draft A.J. Dillon, and then they sign the running back to a super big contract. You know what? It's you like, were right. What a, what a, what a, they, they, you, got, you and Patrick had that argument about the Packers draft class last year. It's not good, bro. Year. It wasn't a good draft class. It wasn't. It, you like, look at I'm it. Like, you, you, you got you, a backup running back who's okay and a mediocre tight end and a a quarterback who wasn't even good enough to be the backup, and now exactly. they're looking, and now they're still looking and now you're, to replace. Yeah. And now you you might trade an MVP because of it. Yeah, I, I mean you can be a homer all you want. But I mean I'm, I'm I mean I I'm I'm trying to make the best of what the Broncos did, but I still kind of wish that Justin Fields was playing for us. I mean you got to be, got to be honest. But yeah, man, I mean if 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 the if, if, if George Payton swings this pulls this off. That'd be that'd be something. I mean, hey, it'd be the best. It'd be the best off season for Bears fans in like decades. That would be yeah. Oh, we're popping out of that. Finally, get a quarterback, quarterback and Aaron Rodgers leaves. I mean, and yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers leaves and that kind of well opens up the floor for Justin wants. Fields. It's nice to get in the franchise quarterback, but it cost us the 2021 Chicago White Sox because as soon as that happened, yeah. the manager <laughs> forgets the rules or center fielders <laughs> out for the year. Hey, but it saved the Cubs, baby, sweeping the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. 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 Makes me sick. Hey, did you know? Did you know this is the the first time in MLB history that on consecutive nights a team has been down and on their last out and came back and won. How about that? How yeah. about the Chicago? Down in extra well, innings. Chris Bryant's yeah. playing. He truly is playing at an MVP level. I think yeah, he's found yeah. another gear. You look at his stuff. He's hitting like 380 with nine home runs in the month of April. It's yeah. like, holy crap, where did that come from? This, this, dude, this dude already has uh, like five more extra base hits than he did all of last season. I was about ready to give up on him. I think yeah, I was about ready to be like, oh, it was a flash in the pan that one year. Kudos go, to him, man. Yeah, he's I mean, because he was like hurt and he was playing like crap, and now he's he's he's. I mean, the Cubs, they 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 figured out some of them have figured out the hitting contract years. 
team players for yeah. magically seem to play always a lot yeah, better yeah, right yeah, before they're about to get Scott paid. Boris is your agent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well, now yeah. he's gonna get a big money deal again. He's gonna be he's, he's yeah. gonna be well paid. And now and now hey, I mean I'll, we we won't get into it, but uh, if we had to ex- if you had to extend one player right now, I mean he's not the Bryant. fan favorite, but it might be Chris Bryant. It might be. I mean, I mean, he plays outfield, third base. He's good defensively. Well, Javi's he's got all the swag, and the, he gets you the two walk. He's got two walks this year. Walks dude, used to be rarer crazy. than like an eclipse. It, dude, Javi Bias, like that man. He's kind of like Russell Westbrook in this fact that like he, like his projected strikeout rate for this year is like crazy. But then his projected like RBI. I mean, he's got the most uh, RBI in the NL. And he's hitting dingers. I mean, it's like it's like a uh, it's like oh my goodness, this dude literally strikes out an incredible amount, and yet statistically, he uh, he gets it done. You so. know who doesn't strike out? Dylan Cease. And this is why we should not have the DH. Because yeah, <laughs> would it have been fun to watch your mean Mercedes rake again? Yes, but that gets old after a while. You get the pitcher coming yeah, up. Yeah, you got to treat a he grown man Adam like a Angle's, make a wish kid. He gets a hit. Everyone's Adam like, Adam oh Angle's gloves goodness, on. Yay! He had Jose Abreu's bat. Has not faced live pitching since his senior year in high school. And what does he do? He goes three for three with a double. Oh, that was ex- that was electric. That was great. They should have, you know what wow, Tony should have done? A grown man hit a double. Let's applaud him. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't hit a, he hasn't hit one. Pitchers yeah. who rake. Oh, I'm sorry. You're just jealous that our pitchers rake and yours don't. You're the most notable we pitcher on your Jake roster. Arietta, bro. Most notable pitcher on your roster is the, the guy with the mustache that looks like... Andrew um, Chafin. Baby. Yeah, yeah. He's cool, dude. He is pretty Edward cool. Alzeway is pretty nasty. He's got good stuff. He's got good stuff. But he can't rake like Dylan Cease. Dylan oh, Cease, okay. by the way, he's turning this thing around. I said on the High Heater podcast... All right, that's enough about course, Chicago baseball. Dark Horse. People have already audio. tuned off. They're listening to Barstool by now. All right. Before we wrap it up, uh, shout out to American Soccer, our bench warmer on the oh, stack yeah. team. Uh, what's his name? Christian Polak, Polisic. Pol- Christian Polisic, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a mistake to bench him. He he talked about it. He said, "I I don't know why I keep having to prove myself." He scored in the first leg, and then he comes on and it gets an assist in the second leg. And now we got an American in the final, baby. The first time ever. First time ever. We've got nine women who've played in Champions League finals, so they're. Definitely had the curve, but the men have gotten it's somewhat figured out. We got our first one there. Hope he wins. The women have kind of saved face for a U.S. soccer. It is American true. It mean, is. It, it, it's kind of sad. A lot of people give them crap, them. but uh, if we didn't have them, we'd be uh, extremely irrelevant when it comes to soccer in general. There you go. And uh, of course, as we see, there's a lot of money in that business, so it's definitely helped the economy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Super <laughs> League is. Cla- I heard the Super League though. They're going to try and uh, regroup, and they might be coming back. They, they yeah, uh, the real, rules, real, but... real quick, I mean, uh, an interesting development. I mean, imagine this. This is crazy. If this happened in American sports fans, we would not hear the end of it. Uh, I'll keep it quick, but, I mean, Manchester United, Liverpool, they had to postpone the game because people were on the field. Yeah, uh, with the sign. I yeah, heard they that. Were, they were, uh, I mean, imagine if the Broncos pass on Justin Fields and me and other Broncos fans were so mad that they are about to play the Raiders on noon on a Sunday and we all got on the field at 11 a.m., and like wouldn't leave. Uh, I mean, there are dudes sitting in the goals. They're kicking around a ball. I mean, imagine we just hopped on Soldier Field. You're just throwing me passes from the 20 yard line because you're mad that uh, you know they drafted Mitch Trubisky instead of. Uh, it's kind of like a toned down version of Disco Demolition Night, uh, a Disco Demolition Night back yeah. in the 70s, except with less anti-gay and disco rhetoric. Uh, yeah. So there's it's for a good cause this time. Yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> it was kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting what happens. 
going to be very interesting what happens. Looking Tune forward to back. it. Hopefully something does happen so we have an excuse to bring you back on. Woo! That is all we have for you. Oh, yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook is top three He's point top guard, three, allegedly. Baby. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your See week. See y'all later.